Well, we want to thank you all for coming to class today. This has been a lively discussion on the merits of the Fluffernutter. I would like to open the floor for questions. I have a question. Y yes, Colin. Yeah, so like, why are you here teaching this class at a community college? I I'm just very passionate about local history and the Fluffernutter is a very integral part of Massachusetts history and I feel it's my obligation to teach. Right, sorry. I guess what I was saying was like, we're here to learn how to um, like better ourselves and, and get back on like the right track. And I just like, I want to know how to not end up like you. What, a, a successful college professor with three books? Working at a community college, yeah. What are you here to study, Colin? Art history. And you don't want to end up like me. I mean, yeah, I guess. And you're studying art history. Yeah, and I see now that maybe I should switch majors. Yeah, because you just listened to a whole lecture about a sandwich. Yeah, it seems like an easy A, like a nice pass. I get, I get it. I mean, the history of the Fluffernutter is not exactly the most extensive. The class is the whole semester, and this is the only class scheduled. Yeah, I thought that was a typo. No, this is the actual only class. So like, we're you, done. Right, you just need to come back in three months for the final. Is it open note? Yeah. Mr. Marcus, you know that's like really, like, that's so easy. Like, you couldn't stretch out the thing maybe a little bit more. Well, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know, it's like my education, you know? So you're afraid that you've kind of dumped all this money into a thing and you're not going to get a return on your investment. Yeah, I mean, I, I blocked out this chunk of time every week. Can we at least, like, come in and maybe we work on, like, our own passion projects with you? Like, you help us out in other stuff? Yeah, I mean, if you want to have this be kind of an open study session or kind of an open workshop, we can do that. All right, cool. Because I feel like that would benefit me. Like, already, I know that I have to change majors. And so, like, other aspects of my life might not be on track. So, like, what else are you working on right now? I'm mainly pursuing freelance work and then like in my free time i play video games and i have a podcast okay is there anything you'd like to work on for the rest of the time i actually don't have a special guest this week do you want to be the guest on my podcast sure okay cool i bring my podcasting equipment everywhere <laughs> just let me put my phone on the table between us all right you just let me know when we're ready to go yeah, just be aware, I do like these weird cold opens at the beginning of episodes, so like, you're gonna have to improv a little. Oh, that's fine. I can have a conversation. Okay. In three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration! I'm Alan. I'm Matt. And we're here on a weekend recording, which is abnormal for us. Yeah. Uh, so we're having like a little weekend brunch date kind of thing this episode may be out a little later than usual uh so yeah. apologies for that but life happens it does <laughs> and we move on exactly alan how are you i'm doing great i'm coming off of a week where i worked a lot of overnights Oof. uh so my schedule's all wickety wonkety i had a, a <laughs> committee meeting i was supposed to run on thursday and someone sent me a message in the middle of the day being like i'm gonna be a little late to the meeting and i was like but it's Wednesday. <laughs> right. It's like I was all turned around. It was Thursday and the meeting was in like an hour and a half. 
And you're like, like, oh God, oh. Yeah, yep, that's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I think I've got things back on track. How are you yeah. doing? I'm doing good. Uh, just busy. This week was a full week, but I go into a short week next week. Oh my gosh, you and your short weeks. I like, well, uh, okay, so I'm taking Monday off because I'm going to be at Phoebe Bridgers on Sunday. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. 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 So I'm going to Phoebe Bridgers Sunday and I'm like, I'm not going to come back to work and be like, hi, let's do my job now. <laughs> and I'm also taking a half day Friday because Jake needs to get a haircut. Nice. And this groomer was like, can you come at two? And I'm like, I can do that. You got to give us those pictures of that well-groomed pup on the Facebook. Everybody needs to see that. Absolutely. We'll do the before and after because he's real. He's real long now. <laughs> I forgot. We are also seeing Phoebe Bridgers or Maggie <laughs> Rogers, maybe, or perhaps uh, whoever it is. <laughs> We're seeing her on Monday. <laughs> you are seeing Phoebe Bridgers on Monday. Yeah. Uh, have I told you about my conspiracy theory? No. What is it? So I, ha- I don't know if Jenny's told you. So I have recently learned that Maggie Rogers now lives in Boston because she's going to grad school. Oh, right, right, right. And so like on her Instagram, on her TikTok, she's like, hi, here's me bumming around Cambridge. You're like, here's me like going to Somerville or like Boston. I'm just like, you're here. (laughs) So my conspiracy theory is that Maggie Rogers is going to be at one of the Phoebe Bridgers shows. Oh. And earlier this year, Phoebe and Maggie released a charity single to raise money for, I think, uh, Finish the Fight, which is Stacey Abrams' fair election committee thing. Okay. So they released a charity single for one day, (laughs) and it was a recording of Phoebe and Maggie covering Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. So you think she's going to be at one of the concerts? My conspiracy theory (laughs) is that Maggie is going to do Iris at... Oh my god. A Phoebe god. show. There is no founding for this whatsoever. But I'm like, <laughs> I believe it in my heart of hearts. <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more it makes sense. Which I'm I think like, is the grounds for a perfect conspiracy theory. Right. I, it's just enough coincidence that I'm like, this could happen. Like, they could. Oh, yeah. And I don't want the world <laughs> to see me. How many um, of the concerts are they doing? Is it just. Just Sunday, two. Monday. Okay, yep. so like we've got it covered. Like we'll be yeah. there live reporting so e- each. Right. So either like, <laughs> and this is when we cut to the recording, and it's like, "Hi, I'm coming live to you from <laughs> from a s- ocean of crying gay people." <laughs> we'll have to do it. Like if it happens, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to get it get it live. Yeah. So if that does happen, we'll jump to it right now. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's not often you get instant gratification on a conspiracy theory. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Normally, I'm, it's, it's much more of a long game. This was kind of inadvertent, and as we started getting ready, I realized my things this week have a theme. Ooh, I love that. Which, um, it's a very basic theme, but I'm not upset about it. Um, <laughs> they're all TV. Okay. <laughs> it's all TV shows um, <laughs> to varying we- degrees of weird and whatever. Oh, all right. So the first one, I want to talk about Star Wars Visions. Oh, I haven't heard of this. So second <laughs> theme, so second theme besides TV is that these are all I think for the most part, the first two are shows that are made in a lab to be for you. Oh, I like love that. Kind of. This is directly in your wheelhouse. So Star Wars Visions 
is an anthology series of animated shorts. So these little like 13, 15 minute short story set in the Star Wars universe. Okay. However, the studios that animated them are all anime studios. Oh, hell yeah. So it's anime Star Wars. That's freaking awesome. (laughs) That's so freaking awesome. So you're going to get the like visual language and animation styles in anime, but make it kind of Star Wars. It's done in such a way where it's like in one of the episodes, a lady has a lightsaber. Um, That's an umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's pretty anime. My neighbor Totoro just like, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's like she like has, you know, whenever someone in anime pulls a sword, it's like, like it's that, it's that motion. And then she like throws it down and it goes and and then starts spinning. And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) are these canon? No. Okay, good, good. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not going to see like Luke or like yeah, right. Obi-Wan up here. They're just like these little Star Wars flavored stories that are also anime. That's awesome. That sounds so cool. Yeah, they're beautiful. Like the art is beautiful. It always is, yeah. And so I feel like this may be like my gateway into anime. There's there's not a lot of food in Star Wars that I'm like, oh, I want to see how anime <laughs> does that food because right. anime food always looks gorgeous. Yes. For whatever reason, ramen mm-hmm. in anime is just like, what the f- <laughs> like? Yeah, like the little dots of oil you can see on the top the of little, the broth and like the, the egg, egg, the the veggies, the like mm-hmm. Whatever. It's just like, come on, Miyazaki. You can't do this to me. Even in Spirited Away, where like the parents are gorging themselves on yeah. like food and it's supposed to be gross, you're like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like it, though. <laughs> and I think it's like that plus all the just like surrounding kind of serenity. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's just like very calm. And I'm like, that's it. Like, yeah, the sins of Tatooine in anime style, man, that's so cool. Yeah, so you kind of get a little bit of Star Wars world, you get a little bit of anime world. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I really, like I said, I think it's like built in a lab for you. Like, <laughs> Where can you find that? You can find that on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> this week is sponsored by the House of Mouse. Our circular-eared overlord. <laughs> it's getting there. Huzzah and greetings, verily for the king. I have fond <laughs> memories of the Renaissance Fair. Oh my god. That's another thing that's like, you would get very, very excited about a renaissance fair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I would need to go someplace where like, everybody's so into it. Yes. Which, ironically, you would think maybe New England would be that place, but King Richard's Fair and like the fairs mm-hmm. I went to around the New England area, there's like, it's, it really bums you out when you're seeing these people like juggling fire and like these knights walking around and then you see like a big guy with like a Boston Red Sox shirt on <laughs> walking around and you're like, you're, you're ruining this for me. <laughs> okay. Well, so here I, okay. So I'm interested in what your thoughts are on this. Okay. So if I ever went to a run fair, I probably wouldn't do the like full get up mm-hmm. Renaissance style. However, I have seen a trend of people dressing up as either a one of the doctors. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And like walking, that's walking around. Oh, yeah. I love um, that. One of the more recent ones that I've seen is dressing up as Loki. Oh, in because like the, now he's in a time travel. Right. Show. With like with like the variant coat, like <laughs> he has like a, has a jacket that just says variant on the back. Like, 
And I'm like, I would do that. I would have a Jaxus variant. For those of you that don't know, the Dr. Matt's referencing is Dr. Who, uh, <laughs> who is a time traveling alien with two hearts. He travels through time and space. So have you ever seen the community? Mm-hmm. They have a show called uh, a show within that show called. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot about this. <laughs> what was that show called? Inspector Space Time. <laughs> Inspector Space Time. Who <laughs> It was basically like perfectly mimicked up. Oh, Dr. for Who. sure. It, well, it's like, it's not a police box. It's like. It's a telephone booth. Right, it's a telephone <laughs> booth. And he has a constable Reggie. <laughs> constable, the common constable Reggie. <laughs> and Blorgons. Blor, it's like, Blor, it's like, how do they open every episode? It's like, where are we, Inspector? It's like, the question is not where, Reggie, but when. It's like, <laughs> yeah. so cheesy. And it's just like, this is it. Like. <laughs> one line i just watched it recently one line where Ovid's like hurry along reggie there isn't much space <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like come like yeah. a quantum spanner instead of a sonic streaker right it, yeah there's another trend at renaissance fairs where people will go dressed as star trek characters i've seen that one as well there's a story of like them doing that and one of the renaissance staff members came up and like pulled them over and they're like what the hell do you think you're doing i've been investigating this like c-class planet for the last 15 years oh that's great (laughs) that's fantastic well it reminds me of like adam savage of uh mythbusters fame gives a ted talk about cosplay (laughs) because he kind of has a reputation for going off on in like cosplays and just like oh building these elaborate massive things that just like what are what did you do kind of thing mm-hmm. so like he did a totoro oh he did, okay he did a full scale totoro <laughs> and he gives a dead talk about like the magic of cosplay and how it's not just like dressing up mm-hmm. it's like being a part of the story one year i think in san diego comic-con he did a no face oh yeah um so he did a full no face and had a coin and would like offer it to people offer it to people and be like People would freak out and he remembered he like told a story about how he walked into a little girl and offered her the coin and she said no because <laughs> you don't take a coin from no face and he was like oh this is like the story like we're participating in this and i feel like ren fairs are similar to that where it's just like we're participating in this kind of illusion and in this kind of like bigger scale thing yeah absolutely and that's why i like participating in them because i love finding that fantasy in real life you know like yeah diving into it I mean, like everything about Ren Fairs are awesome. I love the clothes. The clothes are just so like comfy. Yeah. I'm flowing. <laughs> I would instead of casual Fridays, I would really love to see medieval Fridays. Right. Where we just wear like cloaks and tunics and chain mail on at the and, office. And like togas and like whatever. Just like, yeah, this yeah. is nice. <laughs> Part two of the Allen TV recommendation hour <laughs> is I love this special. Uh, <laughs> one that was recommended to me by a couple people, but most adamantly was by pat gallahue it was ted lasso i haven't heard of ted lasso so ted lasso is a hot water bottle for your heart uh like it is the most wholesome endearing like touching thing i've ever seen in my life ted lasso is a uh, a show on apple's streaming thingy um where basically a underdog English football club who just recently lost their manager Mm -hmm. hires an American football coach named Ted Lasso to be their manager. Now, are they a soccer? Yeah, it's a soccer. Yeah, yeah. And but they hire an American football coach. Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. 
and it's just kind of like it's like fish out of water like he's from like the midwest kind of south texasy kind of area so he kind of has that like southern drawl and it's like hi everyone <laughs> and he brings his one of his partners his like kind of coaching buddy coach beard and they like basically try to rally everyone around this not bad but not good english football club yeah ted is the beacon of optimism and like maybe if i smile hard enough it'll work <laughs> and maybe if I'm like folksy enough, it'll work. And it's like the most endearing thing huh. I've ever seen. I think I remember seeing a trailer for this. It looked like a comedy. Yeah, I found this out like halfway through the first season. The guy who makes it is the same guy who made Scrubs. Oh, all right. So it's very much that style. The perfect mixture of like drama, comedy and wholesomeness. Yes. And like quips, 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 like yeah. <laughs> one line. Like I was sold in this show from like the first episode. There's a minute where like the owner of the club is showing him around and like, oh, let me give you the tour. And she is showing him this picture of their football field in like World War II. It's like, well, during the war, we set it up. So it was a field hospital. Some say you can see the ghosts. Uh, still wandering around and you see Ted kind of like shiver and she goes, oh, Ted, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> and, and he just goes, yes, I do. But more importantly, I want them to believe in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is a perfect joke. <laughs> and I'm in like I am pushing my poker chips across the table like I'm yeah. in on this. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a great show. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and I think they just wrapped season two, uh, which I am not caught up on, but yeah, it's just like kind of a perfect like sports movie kind of thing for like people who don't necessarily like care if it's sports or not. Like it, yeah. you don't have to like soccer or football or that to really know. You're just like, all right, cool. I've always found that when you're watching sports movies, a lot of the times they're not even about the sport specifically. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> they're not going to be like, oh, man, did you see that juke? They just did like, it's yeah, like, it, they're not going to get real technical. They're not talking about the, the nitty gritty. Right. Like it's usually like about the team or about the people on the team and how like yeah. one guy's from like, I don't care about this team. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just sport, here to get a scholarship. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I think that's true with like anything like sports animes. Well, mm -hmm. sports animes will teach you about the sport. Right. The, they'll have a guy on the sidelines with glasses being like, actually, it's important that you say subbed out that person because they're typically lower to the ground, which means they're able to pick up the ball better. This is a strategic <laughs> like, move. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like yeah. watching you kind of teach you how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, even though the, the rules played it by Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. You can't use that in the card game. No, you can't use you, Time Wizard to move time forward and what age the hell Baby is Dragon. that? No, you cannot. What? You cannot like evolve your Dark Magician to a Dark Sage via Time Wizard. <laughs> oh man, it'd be cool if you could. Speaking of people dying um, and being ghosts, <laughs> uh, this is not one of my things. I just want to talk about it. Jenny yeah. and I. This is the interesting part about when you get real comfortable with someone. We were talking last night about if one of us dies early, right. what do we do? We both have life insurance, so we know we'd be okay monetarily. But we were talking about, like, do we want each other to move on and how fast? And oh, that, Zach, 
I've been married for three months and we're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, but if you die and there is a way for you to communicate a sign back to me that there is an afterlife and you are like out there, you need to promise me that you will do it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I would, though, if I knew there was a, a way to and mm-hmm. it would show you that I'm still out there and I'm still like watching over you. Wouldn't that make it harder for you to move on? It's almost the same thing as like if you could know the day you die, would you want to know? If you knew you you were going to get in like a terminal illness, not now, but like down the line, would you want to know? Man, it's tough. I think I would want to know. Well, that was the thing. It's like my mom had the discussion because her mother passed from Alzheimer's. I was like, oh, you can get tested and know if you want to, if you're going to get Alzheimer's. Oh, geez. And she's just like, I don't. No, like I'm not. That's why I don't want to get tested for like other stuff. You know, like I'm just going through life and dealing with my own stuff. You know, like allergies was enough of a test. <laughs> allergies, you probably should test. These tests for allergies. It's like it's like <laughs> I mean, it's literally like, hey, if you're going through life and just eating food, would you like to know which food will kill you? <laughs> <laughs> no. OK. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to know that? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. When you hire someone to do a job. It's normal to expect a certain level of professionalism, but what I like to hope for is that they'll break character in a way and get really casual with me. Okay. Like I yearn for those like sits backwards on a chair, let's rap kids moments. (laughs) The how do I reach these kids moment? (laughs) Yeah, but like from my doctor. (laughs) Oh, I had that experience. I had that experience. It's wonderful. The last time I went in to see my doctor to get my second HPV shot, he commented on my, my fish tattoo. I was like, oh, I got this from a guy in in Worcester who does a lot of really good work. And he goes, oh, is he your go-to guy? And I was like, well, here's the thing. I can't go back to him. He goes, what do you mean? And it was like, Drama. right, like, spill the tea. And I was just like, um, this is my gay doctor, by the way, as well. So I was like, snap, like, go off, sis. Um, but so basically, my the guy who did my fish is one of Devin's uh, cousins. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying was like, oh, well, like, we don't really want to go to Miles right now because he's like kind of going through some stuff and like his quality of work has kind of declined. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Like, and I was, Tell telling me this, more. I was telling this to my doctor and he's like, find out what's going on. Like, <laughs> when you get your third dose in December, tell me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, you got it, Dr. Khan. Like, I got you. <laughs> oh my God. That's exactly it too. Like, I, I yearn for when my doctor says like, that's fucked up. <laughs> just like be a person. Yeah, just be a person. Like if you had a plumber working on your house and they're being super like professional and then like your wife leaves and you're alone with him and he's just like, you know, sometimes when I come into work, I think about getting dressed up like Mario and you're just like, this is it. Yes. (laughs) This is what I wanted. (laughs) Do it. Like (laughs) it extends to the workplace too. Like when your boss, who's always like super chipper, right? Like not toxic positivity, but just like never drops the positivity yes um, and they like complain about something to you i yes. love it <laughs> yes my my manager does the same thing well because now that we're all you know, we're, i'm still remote when i do my full-time job and so we kind of <laughs> see each other's like life yeah, and like, like back, right room, yeah <laughs> right right and she's and my manager like oh you'll never believe my hot water's out again 
I'm like, Susan, no. <laughs> What's going on with your hot water heater? Because this has been going on for like six months. And she's like, I don't know. Like, oh. They're like saying, I trust you enough to say this. And I know it won't affect your perception of me and my work. Right. It's like, cool. I, yeah. I think a lot of my stuff comes from like trust. The guy working on your landscaping is like, I, I trust you enough that like, I'm going to talk about my love for anime. And you're not going to assume I'm now going to like cut your grass worse. Yes. Like I can still do a good job while talking about like. Demon Hunter. He took so long to pull an anime. I was like, what's an anime? Oh God, I can't pull out Jojo again. <laughs> Jesus. which Well, because I feel like Jojo is my punching bag. It is. Jojo is my punching bag for every barrier I've ever had to get into anime. <laughs> In one show. <laughs> that wasn't even that one I saw like after I had been like 15 years into it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jojo's pretty funny. As someone who watched like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Or like occasionally <laughs> watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and Di Pokemon and Digimon and all like the kind of the American. Yeah. Staple animes. Jojo just like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> this is. Why is a Nazi vampire calling up Sangai's leg? For like 20 minutes yep <laughs> just get up and there. he's just like they're both just like screaming <laughs> like so they're both like <laughs> you're saying like you started with dragon ball z and like jenny looks at dragon ball z and she's like that's too much but like goku and vegeta are looking over at jojo like oh that's too much you guys gotta <laughs> calm it down well, it's just like, it's that, it's like the the breaths. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm a house now. And it's like, what the fuck? Right. And it can transform into a house. Also, why are characters named after like rock bands? That's just like the pure, the creator's love for like American. Like, there's one guy named like Ronnie James, like Ronnie James Dio. And it's just like, <laughs> Speedwagon! And it's like, Speedwagon is the best. <laughs> But his name is like, wagon. but his name is like Mr. R.E.O. Speedwagon. Like, yeah. <laughs> not even trying to cover it up. Just like you are R.E.O. Speedwagon. It's funny to hear them say it in their accent because they're like Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah. But screaming. Yeah. Speedwagon. Like. Oh, uh, I love it. I'll join the fight of like trying to get people into anime who have no business getting into anime. Right. And this isn't to say. I don't like silly and I don't like, you know, over the top, which leads into my other show. Oh, here we go. There was a film that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> what? A, a film. A, a film. film. A film. Yeah. <laughs> a film that came out a couple years ago called What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, oh, I think I remember this. Yeah. It's from a young pre-Thor, pre-Jojo's Jojo Rabbit, uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, all right. It's a documentary. A, a, a fake documentary um, about vampires living in a house in Staten Island. Like, oh, I love that. I love where the supernatural becomes casual. Right, like. and it puts them just as roommates, and it's just like <laughs> Gregor likes to hang from the ceilings, he likes to scare the visitor, like whatever, like, just like weird vampire shit. Is it like the office style where they have yes. the sides? Oh, yes. that's so good. And they like pull him aside and it's like, he's really pissed. Like, <laughs> he hasn't paid rent and like 2,000 years. 
<laughs> the real world with vampires. Right, it's so funny. <laughs> so they made a film of that. Recently, they turned it into a television program, which is different characters and kind of, but the same concept. Yeah. And you have like three, no, it's, it's four vampires and one of the vampires familiars who's just like a human. Basically, he's just familiar because this vampire Nandor has told him, like, if you're my familiar, I will turn you into a vampire at some oh, point. OK, but it's basically just like the whole joke is he's just like not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so what are we going to be? What are we going to be a vampire soon? Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's this so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. There's Nandor, who's like this kind of Turkish conqueror. He's just been around. I love it because it's like it is a hat in a hat where it's like time travel kind of because you can have people from all these different periods interacting. But then also the hat on the hat of it's a they're vampires, too. Yes. So there's Nandor the Relentless, <laughs> who's like this Turkish conqueror. Laszlo Cravensworth, who is this kind of like British gentleman. Oh, God. And not and just Nadja, who's like a Greek, uh, <laughs> a Greek woman. And uh, they have uh I can never remember his name fully. I'm sorry. Colin Robinson. Is that the the human? No. Uh, so he's a vampire. <laughs> is he like the most recent of the vampires? Well, what's really funny about him is that he's an energy vampire. Oh, God. So he just like <laughs> bores people and like is purposefully really, really obnoxious to like zap your energy and is purposefully awkward. He's every guy in the, in the office is like case of the Mondays, like kind of. Yeah. And it's just so funny because it'll just be awkward on purpose. And they're like, <laughs> it's just so it's it's great. Guillermo is the familiar mm -hmm. and he's a, a, a he's the best. Um, <laughs> but it's just such a wonderful show because it's so silly and ridiculous. And it has like no emotional stake whatsoever. Right. Like I like I care about the characters that I'm not like. It never gets real. It never right. like they never have like a vampire hunter hunting them or anything. Well, they do, but it's funny, <laughs> but it's funny, <laughs> but it's done. Right. It's done in such a way that it's like really, really funny. Um, and there's like stakes and you're invested in all of that. But at the same time, just like this is so stupid. I'm resisting the urge to make the stakes joke, but <laughs> yes, it sounds right. Yeah. There's stakes and not just wooden stakes. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's just funny to see, like, vampiric bureaucracy. Yeah. Because like, there's, like, councils and, like, ruling bodies. Uh, and, I like, love that. Like, the, the, whatever they're called, the Venassi or whatever from, like, Twilight. Those, yes. Those, like, Italian yes. council. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I can imagine them showing up to, like, this apartment with, like, four Right. There's, like, a running, there's, like, a joke, I think it's, like, it, it might be the first or second season, but, like, they get summoned by the vampiric council, and it's, like, all these celebrities... Oh, that's awesome. It's like Wesley Snipes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Evan Rachel Wood, I think, is on there. Um, is it is it one of those things where like they knew they were vampires or like they show up and they're like, well, uh, you're yeah, right. They're right. They're like they knew. And it's like and they make jokes about Wesley Snipes being a daywalker because he's blade. <laughs> right. And it's like like this, oh, this guy, my God, like it's just like complaining about the bureaucracy of it. <laughs> That's 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 a case of somebody who made a show and was just having fun with it. Absolutely. Oh, 100 um, percent. It's like three. It's just starting the third season. It's on Hulu. Um, so you can watch it. And I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh, it's so funny. It's just so stupid and funny. <laughs> 
Speaking of vampire, oh no, oh shoot, oh shoot, I'm sorry. You I'm did sorry. it twice. I didn't Forgive say it the me. first, I didn't say did it the I? first, oh, you did it no. once. You did, you did well, you, well, it wasn't an intro to a degree, you're like speaking of death. Oh jeez, okay, it's, well. It's fine. <laughs> I apologize to everyone, this is an abnormal recording time, I'm off my game. From vampires, and we're moving into October, we can take on that fear. Yeah. Matt, what is your greatest fear? I mean, home invasion's up there. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Home invasions up there. Creepy pastas. Really? Like internet urban myths get me for some reason. Oh. Jersey Devil, Mothman, whatever. No, I mm-hmm. Slen- Slenderman? <laughs> no. No ma'am. Have you heard of Siren Head? No. Alright, well don't <laughs> Well now I have to. Like <laughs> at some point I will. Like it's creepy ominous. Uh it's not what I'm talking about. So Siren Head is basically this huge lanky thing that looks like if it were to stand still with its arms together it looks like a telephone pole with like a siren on the top like mm-hmm. the two cones going in either direction and but when it moves it's like lanky arms and legs come out and like it basically makes like that like bombing sound like that yeah yeah and so like it can also mimic the sounds of children so like it like will make it sound like your friend is calling for you out in the woods. It'll stay hidden until like it gets close enough to you and then eat you. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, it's really, really creepy, especially because there's like faked footage of like one walking through the streets of like, and that, Manhattan. And I think that's the thing. That's what gets me. Because like, yeah, in the early days of YouTube, early days, like evolution of dance. OK, go on the treadmills early. <laughs> Um, there was a, a series, there was a video series called Marble Hornets that were done as like vlogs, but they were, it was this horror story done through vlogs about Slenderman. Oh, and so uh, they would, they would fake Slenderman standing in the field, like ugh. with the arms and the, the fa- like the whole, yeah. the whole thing. And just like, <laughs> like flip table run. And it's that, like <laughs> that first person, like, like, ah, like, yeah. Ah, like <laughs> Yeah, it's Blair Witch uh, style. Yeah, yes. I, I just, I just think of the South Park episode with the guinea pigs. I don't remember that one. There's this episode of South Park where like they get rid of the Peruvian pan flute bands that oh, play right, right, in right. malls because they were mm-hmm. annoying. But by doing this, they released these ancient guinea pigs, these ancient huge guinea pigs that like yeah, <laughs> like the flute bands were like keeping it back. <laughs> right, right. Um, and there's a joke where like Randy is recording it. And he's running through South Park. Like, oh, that was very startling. Like, oh, I'm so I'm very startled. And it's just like that's 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 it. Um, that, that was a nice tangent. Yeah. What I wanted to talk about was is is there anything that you used to be afraid of, but now you own it? I think I used to be afraid of. Well, I think actually horror movies. Hmm. I used to not like horror movies at all, or like that kind of thing. That like no, no, I'm out. Uh, but now I'm like. I love it. I'm in. <laughs> I was I'm sold. What? What changed? Like, what happened? I had a college professor who explained uh, idea that like horror, sci-fi, fantasy, like genre fiction, your fears in that will teach you way more about yourself than like any self-help book. Wow. All right. And I was like, okay. So like, if you're afraid, if you're watching a movie, you're watching a show, and you're afraid, like, why is this scary? Mm-hmm. what is like why am i afraid of this like kind of interrogate it yeah you learn about yourself you learn about like just how you work a bit more and 
also you get to think about like what the monster means or what the fear means and so you kind of get to like think about it that way so i think once i started thinking of horror or scary things as like metaphors or just like just characterizations i'm like this is it damn that's super cool one of the things i know you're afraid of uh the babadook yeah no i don't like that at all yeah i love the babadook um (laughs) just conceptually because like that movie and that monster is not about like yeah it's like it's not being about being a guy in a top like the whole thing it's about grief and it's about sadness and it's about <laughs> loss while also being a scary monster. Yeah. Oh, I remember one time I was, we were sleeping over at uh, Devin's house. Oh, I remember this. Devin woke me up by playing the Babadook like yell or whatever next to my ear. <laughs> when she picks up the phone in the movie, it's like mm-hmm. hello and just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God. I hate that. <laughs> and so I like shot up and started punching him. <laughs> He was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but that was the last time he ever did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Violence works, kids. <laughs> That's so interesting because like, yeah, like Stranger Things isn't scary for me. But Get Out. I, I won't even entertain watching Get Out. Get, because yeah. like psychological stuff that like hints that you, the fear that you might not oh. be in your right mind. Like, oh, oh my God, no. Get Out. Us. Mm, yeah, us. No. I, I think about us at least three times a month. Yeah. I remember I watched it and I saw it in the theaters and I'm like, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, I mean, it wasn't too, too scary, but like, yeah, it was good. And, and I have a distinct memory of like the people I went with, like, oh, come back to our place. We're going to hang out for a bit. I'm like, great. Started driving back and just started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's, <laughs> and just like, I think about it more. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. So I wanted to talk about this because I was like, I want to talk about the empowering thing of like yeah. conquering your fear and, yeah. and making it a part of you. So I mean, that's it's cool. Now I'm gonna look at horror movies differently, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about the fear of water. <laughs> okay, that's legitimate. Yeah, like I'm terrified of deep water, murky water, mm-hmm. fish drowning in general yeah and not until i was 20 did i ever feel like a strong swimmer really yeah like i i would struggle i remember swimming in pools as a kid and i would like tread water for a bit but i would never leave like the side of the pool i would always be within grasp interesting because i would always be scared of drowning (laughs) interesting and you but you got your swimming merit badge yeah and that was tough i was one of those kids that showed up for the swim test and like bombed it (laughs) i mean same yeah and then i i had swimming merit badge so instead of being in swimming merit badge i was in swim instruction and spent my week learning how to swim yeah kudos to that guy because he like i i left learning how to swim and it was awesome and through my job at camp where i worked as like a waterfront director I basically had to confront that fear and challenge myself. And now I've taken that fear, conquered it and made it a part of myself. Mm. I'm still scared of fish. Fair. (laughs) But I feel confident in handling myself when those fears arise. I can understand that of like looking at it in a different way. It's being better equipped to kind of tackle it. Yeah. When I say it becomes a part of you. Like, I know a lot of people I know that if I told them I was scared of fish, they'd be like, what? But like, 
You're like Mr. Aquatics. <laughs> and, but that, and, that's a, and that's always the thing is like, what do you mean you're afraid? Like, I'm good with heights. I'm not wild about certain scenarios with heights. Right. <laughs> like whenever when I was at Cope and I needed to like do some maintenance work and I just had to use lobster claws. Yeah. Oh, I was that's not scary. I was not wild <laughs> about lobster claws. Could you explain what lobster claws are for those that don't know? Yeah. So normally when you're climbing, you have a belay. So. <laughs> You have a rope that goes attached to you, goes up over like a pulley and down to another guy who's basically holding the rope to make sure you don't fall through a whole system. So if you do fall, it's just like, okay, you just kind of stay there. So lobster claws are basically a clip that's onto you and then two thick pieces of rope. Think like, like thick braided, like shipping rope. And you have these two other clips on those. And basically as you're climbing, you like clip from one thing and clip the other. So you unclip one to un- like do that. Yeah. But it's still just you. Like you're right, attached to you yourself. Fall, you're just, yeah, you just, uh, and so it's like certain things that's fine, but it's like, we need you to walk across this wire on lobster claws. It's just like, I'd rather not <laughs> versus like a telephone pole. I can do a telephone pole on lobster claws. That's fine. The minute it's like kind of freestanding is that like I am out, but you can do it. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? It's like, I don't think I'm ever not going to be scared of tigers. But if I learned how to like handle myself in a situation with tigers, like I've taken that fear and made it a part of myself. And now it's like a characteristic of me. God, yes. Okay, I think I understand. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's the cool element about fear. Once you conquer it, it can kind of change who you are. Exactly. Just cool. And then you're talking about using fear. To figure out who you are. Yes. Which is really cool. Well, that fear has that thing. Mm-hmm. I know a, a comic that you and I have both read, because I made you read it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Witches. Oh, so good. It's great. It's beautiful in a very horrifying way. Yeah, it's very scary. Yes. But like basically that the writer of that book at the end of each of the issues put out a little essay, like explaining his thoughts going into making this and through a story or whatever else. One of the stories he talks about, like his fear of um, being a bad parent mm. and like how he used witches to like come to terms with that. Oh, because uh, like he was saying like his his first kid, his first son went through a whole phase of like being afraid his parents were going to die. Oh, God. And kept asking about it. Yeah. How do you handle that as a parent? So basically he like was explaining like. Well, don't worry about it because I'm here now. And I'm, he can't be like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to die. Right. Yeah. Some parents will tell their kids that just to like make them feel better. <laughs> well, so the thing was, he's like, uh, well, I'm here now. Don't worry about it. Your mom and I aren't going aren't going anywhere. Like, we're going to be fine. And he kept going. Yeah. And basically he explains like at one point he just snapped and just said, like, I'm not dying. I'm never going to die. Like, I'm not going to die. To like get him to stop. And <sighs> it's just like, basically, I, I regret that. Yeah. And it was not the good move in the time, but like I came to terms with the fact that like I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to be, you know, be a bad parent at times. Yeah. And that is, you know, within reason. Okay. He used witches and used like the father figure in witches to like exercise that fear. Yeah. Cause there's like some creepy stuff that happens with like child sacrifice and, and yes. Yeah. Oh, bad putting, putting your kid through trials and stuff, especially bad egg. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Bad egg. 
Uh, um, yeah. Those are well worth a read. They're, yes. they're super creepy, but I like them. And that's because they're like, these are the evil things. And these are the people that fight the evil things. Yes. You have protagonists that are like competent adjacent. So yeah, it's, it's cool to, to be able to root for them. And that that's what gets me through the story. So it's not just like these creepy things killing people. Right. And it, it, it's a fascinating look at witches. Yeah. As a, like as a concept, instead of being like boil, boil, toil and trouble kind of <laughs> thing. It, they're basically done as like an offshoot of humanity. Yeah. Like a different evolutionary tract. And they're just like these things that eat kids and people. Yeah. And uh, store their prey inside of trees. <laughs> Which is super freaking creepy. Right. Because you just like have like these panels and images of people like in crammed a tree. In like trees. crammed yeah. in a tree. And just like, yeah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's well worth the time. That's uh, Witches by Scott Snyder. Um, mm-hmm. Art by Jock, who's just a genius. You know who else is a genius? I know who else is a genius. Tell me. <laughs> Licky Inspired, who coincidentally is the maker of our theme song, The Process, and we can't thank him enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Have we reached out to him yet? <clears throat> well, I said I was going to two weeks ago. I think I'm terrified of reaching out to him being like, Leaky, we used your thing, which you stated was royalty free. And as long as we gave you credit, we could use it for this podcast and we're really appreciative i'm terrified of him being like no take it take it down (laughs) but it's like we're totally fine i know we're fine yeah i'll be fine oh yeah i i will reach out to him maybe we can get him on a call that would be that would be that would be awesome yeah and october's coming up i was thinking we could do a spooky episode a spooky i could do a spooky episode yeah yeah absolutely talk (laughs) about spooky stuff what's the spooky Uh, version of a degree a tombstone (laughs) <laughs> for my first tombstone <laughs> yeah, i don't know six tombstones of celebration <laughs> matt thanks for being here thanks for potting with me the first gen pokemon omanite which we all know is the pre-evolution of omastar is designed after a cephalopod and cephalopods being the most intelligent of the invertebrates kind of reflect on our podcast where we're also the most intelligent of our kind That's a bold assumption, but okay. (laughs) You always say it's bold whenever I try to give us credit for like. Well, it's like it's it's also just like we're the most intelligent. I'm like, are we? Okay, because we just (laughs) we just spent like an hour talking about like vampires. We not we might, might not be the most intelligent, but damn it if we don't try hard. That's I think that's it. The effort is there. Yes, absolutely. Play us out. So yeah, I mean, that's, uh, thanks. You did great. That, thank you. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Maybe you should have your own podcast. Cause like you, you jumped into it real well. Do, do you think people would be interested in a sandwiches of, of America podcast series? The podcast scape, man is so freaking <laughs> obscure. I, you said that to me and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's going to blow <laughs> up. Well, I can do it. I can do a whole episode on the Fluffernutter. I can do one on the PB and J. I can do one on the BLT. It's so stupid, obscure. There is no way you cannot succeed. Perfect. Yeah, I'll I'll have to invest in a phone. (laughs) You don't have a phone? Nah. Dude, what is your life? Well, normally when I get home, I just sit in my bed, stare at the ceiling high on weed and (laughs) listen to Miles Davis records. Huh. You know, this time I was... (laughs) You... (laughs) 
all this time you, you were here to teach us. <laughs> I feel like we taught you. <laughs> this is so stupid. Oh my god. <laughs>